1: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The
0: volume.
1: The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in
2: bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings
3: Sportsbook app now and use code JENKINS. That's J-E-N-K-I-N-S. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet 5 on the NFL. That's code JENKINS only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut help is available for problem gambling at 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana. 21 and over age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftking.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to a very special episode of Jenkins and Jones. It is Saturday, October 21st, and we are so excited to welcome on a guest that uh, we've all been either friends with or fans of for a long time. It is the one and only Spencer Hall of the Channel 6 newsletter and the Shutdown Fullcast. E S D B S on Twitter.
4: Well, it's close. close. should
1: be Saturday, bro. That's how you remember it.
3: I can't do it. You can do it. No, you can do it. bs b e, s d there it is s, i got it spencer uh, thanks for hopping on twitter
4: and blue sky uh, on twitter and blue sky now we, oh we no diversify. we're on
3: blue sky now yeah, smart, tyler's smart, going down with smart, the ship smart. spencer tyler and i are both going down with yeah. the ship i mean I, i'm going I mean, down I, with
1: elon old broke ass man like <laughs> that little one dollar a year me and all the one dollar a year newbies bro we're we gonna ride this shit out y'all gonna pay the one dollar um, so, a year no, no, that's for the newbies. Oh, okay, okay, that's how okay. you know he broke. He know better than try that shit. Whatever, he's the broke guy yeah. who who can't go back to the people he already asked for money. That's the stage <laughs> of brokenness he's at now.
4: <laughs> uh, man, it's gonna be so awesome when he is literally like twenty billion dollars in debt because that's when you go to the bank and you go, "We have a problem." Not me. <laughs> not me. We we have we gotta figure we gotta
2: this, gotta out. Figure this out together <laughs> together. <laughs>
4: So
1: Spencer, man, um, you know, we go back, man. You are the first dude to give me internet money, you know, from my run with Espionage. You know, we've kicked it, we've broken bread, done lunch, like we've eaten ribs together and shit. Like you are a very mm-hmm. special man in my life, man. Like you've given me money and we've had barbecue together. Those are okay. the only two things <laughs> like, Tyler you know, cares about. Very surely some people <laughs> who I can say that about. Uh. Um Really, seriously, bro. That's it. The weight of my heart. But um, you know, <laughs> college football is your shit. I think you are the best fucking college football writer. You know, the bros can tell you that whenever you write some shit in the group chat, I'm just in the group chat fawning over you like Spencer's pen, this
2: fucking <laughs> guy. Oh <my>
1: <laughs> but um, how, how are you enjoying the, the college football season, man? How's it going for you so far?
4: I like this one. This one's weird. This one's weird. I mean, we're going to end up with like pretty predictable results anyway, because good teams stay good and bad teams mm-hmm. stay bad generally. But uh, the way we're getting there is kind of interesting. I like everybody's got some sort of glaring fault that we're going to find out about like penn state and ohio state play each other this weekend and i guarantee you, you're going to look at one of those teams afterwards and be like why didn't i see that obviously they don't have a quarterback or obviously they can't defend x like they're, they're going to figure it out uh georgia just lost his best player and georgia's really good and they're very comfortable with their young quarterback but they don't have brock bowers now mm-hmm. brock bowers is out to injury and what kind of injury well it's at least one that requires surgery and mm. football coaches are i love when football coaches are super cagey about injuries you see some guy's leg fall off and they're like yeah, i'm not going to talk about that okay i'm not decided, a medical like, expert
3: <laughs> you know and they're like i don't know he, he could be in yeah he might <laughs> be in this week me. who knows by predictable results you mean like the, who ends up in the in the in the playoff is predictable
4: yeah you're going up with one like playoff with four you end up with one surprise yeah mm-hmm. and then you end up with like three people that you could have got, three teams that you go, yeah, they should be there. You know? the like Michigan. Trip, yeah. yeah, Michigan's on the way. Like Michigan, if you haven't watched them, man, they're the bank. Like yeah. they are 100% the bank. Like they are going to take your farm. They're going to take everything. <laughs> they're not going anywhere. they not going to try anything <laughs> funny. They're just going to repo your shit. That's they're, what Michigan does.
3: They're going to take Twitter back by the end of the season. That's, be- that's 100%. <laughs> Elon's got to run for Michigan because Michigan's
2: like, we got five yards to carry. What are you going to do about it? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> how,
1: how where, do you feel where, about where the, you at with the oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go
2: ahead how, how do you feel about the Dion situation you know what I mean like they were obviously the hottest thing on the planet you know what I mean they just lost like they, they allowed you know a team to come back from 29 down you feel me uh, we talked about you know Fucking Yin Yang twins gonna be out on the sideline. but uh, <laughs> at that next game, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that so like I was dwindling. Yeah, it's, it's, Can we
4: get it, Young Jock? Can we yeah, get Young Jock? The right. Get <laughs> him to <laughs> drive <laughs> his Uber <laughs> over <laughs> there. You know
2: 30. what I <laughs> mean? <laughs> Pull up with his Uber, you feel me? But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like How, where you at with that, man. Yeah, they are at the Chingy stage of fame right now. Shout out to St. Louis, but also we get it because we be making fun Mm -hmm. of that nigga too. (laughs) I love Chingy. I love him, but also, (laughs) you know, little Howard you weak. You feel me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah.
4: I I love this. Like This is what real equality is, is when everybody gets to suck during a rebuild, right? Like, that's it. Like, that's... (laughs) Everybody got very excited when Colorado got way out over its skis, which is Mm -hmm. a relevant metaphor both geographically and uh, (laughs) semantically here. Because they did get way out over their skis. They were way better than they thought they were going to be initially. Mm -hmm. But they were way better in a way that is hard to sustain because they don't have a lot of depth. Mm -hmm. I mean, Travis Hunter played 155, 157 snaps against Stanford. 157. He played 88, 87 on defense alone. Jesus. So they just don't have this is a game of depth bodies and attrition and they don't have that and everyone knew that going into the season right like i didn't and honestly like i got surprised early but not late on them right like i was mm-hmm. totally fucking wrong when it came to tcu i didn't think they'd be able to protect Shadira sanders they were way better on offense than i thought they were going to be and tcu was way worse on defense than i thought they were going to be mm-hmm. and then you know gradually like again this is where the bills start piling up you get injuries travis hunter's out for a while You could lose some wide receivers you start to like that depth on the o-line and d-line if you don't have like big fast fat guys and you don't have a ton of them it's going to show up and this is about when it starts to show up is october Mm -hmm. november right so for anyone disappointed in the Deion sanders experience don't be there's so much further ahead of schedule Mm -hmm. than i think anyone anticipated they've gotten so much more attention there's an amazon series that foots i think a lot of their nil bills and that's astonishing if i told you like two years ago that without divulging that it was going to be dion i'll be like yeah netflix has a series that focuses exclusively on colorado but <laughs> this was a program that in the past 20 years has been in such dire straits that they didn't have enough chairs for position meetings right like the offensive line room didn't have enough chairs like that's <laughs> that's where we've come from so i know there's going to be some disappointment if they miss a bowl game Right? like I thought winning the Stanford game was super important because they need every victory they can get to get to a bowl, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's going to happen because mm-hmm. it's real rough down the stretch.
1: I mean, I think that, that Deion's over-teethed already with four wins. For already. sure. For yeah. sure. I, I think the over under was what three and a half before the season started. So he, he smashed yeah. that shit. Even but, the USC I mean, lost.
2: You know what I mean? Like the like the way they played at the end of the game. Like you know that, that you, you left yeah. with something. They you know lost. ain't lose. Yeah, for but, sure. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. But but you know
1: it's it's just you know the hype was of course always going to be unsustainable. The star power coming out he was always going to be unsustainable. So I mean now we're at the point where where you know it's time to really just get back to football. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm interested to see how Dion handles it from here.
4: Yeah, I I think they have made a brilliant move. They have made their own space both financially um, because remember when they hired Dion, on DM was very upfront. They're like, no, they ain't got it right now, mm-hmm. but they will. Mm-hmm. They will, which is true, <laughs> right? I think they, they've they've now gotten into a position where they're going to be able to pay him and his staff. The thing that's going to be interesting, though, is next year. One, can you carry over that recruiting? Because recruiting is a grind. It is a yes. constant grind. You have some star power. You have a little extra wattage everybody loves dion when they meet him mm-hmm. like he's just super charismatic he's that dude and in recruiting that counts for a lot like when you walk in the room and the person likes you it's done it's done right like maybe the nil's like you know a couple grand off here or there i might go ahead and do that if i like the dude who's coaching in the cool shades and the hoodie right mm-hmm. like that's <laughs> nick's that's not gonna be nick saban right that's not <laughs> that's not going to roll like that. uh-huh. that's not who you're gonna get Um, so you're going to like that, right? Like, like I think when people go over the list of accomplishments where you go, well, that's extraordinary getting talent to Boulder. It's not that much talent in state. And the most, this you need to remember when you're talking about like, who's good in college football, the most important indicator to whether you're going to be successful is how much talent you have in a 200, 250 mile radius. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's it. So Boulder's a hard pull. Mm -hmm. when they've been good in the past, they went to LA. Right. right. They 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 pulled a lot of talent from L.A. They pulled a lot of talent from Texas when they were good in the 2000s. Um, and now they're going to probably recruit, you know, those same sort of markets, because I don't care if you're Dion or, or not. Some things don't change. Right. You're not going to be able to just walk into the room and get anybody. They're going to have to be pretty close to mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, you know, speaking of Nick Saban, where are you at with him, man? It I don't know, man. It, it kind of feels like, you know, that curtain's closing a bit on 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 that guy.
4: It is. You're just trying to figure out what the end's going to look like. Like, yes. is is the end going to be an embarrassing four and eight season or is it going to be nine and three? Yes. And Which how much Alabama, goodwill does
1: being the greatest college football coach of all time afford him when, when, you know, on his way down?
4: It affords you a lot, right? Even at Alabama. But it doesn't make you a monument. And I will tell you that if they won eight games at Alabama, we would hear calls. We would hear calls for. Let's make sure Nick's set up because part of the deal at Alabama is they'll take care of you. They'll buy your house, right? They will buy your house at a handsome profit for you. They will help set you up with the Mercedes dealership. (laughs) What boosters help Nick if you want to go buy? a brand new beautiful german driving machine from nick saban mercedes you could do that (laughs) and that would not have been possible without the help assistance and love of alabama boosters that help assistance and love is contingent on success success is not eight wins at alabama Mm -hmm. it is not the next person who takes that job that is that is the funniest story like the person who decides i'll take that bullet I can do it.
1: <laughs> is, is is there a guy in the shadows who everyone kind of uses the air apparent? Because you know, when Bobby Bowden was uh, you know, in his twilight, everyone knew Jimbo was up next, right? And he was Jimbo was doing a lot of the leg work anyway during those last few years. Like, is there a guy that people are pointing to like this is the next man guy? Uh
4: the one this that changes week by week. This week it's Dan Lanning. I think that's just because people like Dan Lanning's yeah. attitude and he's done such a good job at Oregon. Yeah. Um that, that was this week. I think when you look at the names that will be thrown around for the air apparent. They're not going to be real creative. They're, they're going to be the make them say no, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, it's good. He got that like little program off the ground. It's nice. But go, go, go get Kirby in Athens. See if he wants to come to the big time. <laughs> right. That's really how some Alabama people are going to think about it. They'll be like, you know, yeah, he went there and he just won the last two titles. They'll be like, wait, well, yeah, that ain't Bama. <laughs> <ain't, but> like, <laughs> right. They know. Uh, Make him say no. That's what they'll What about do. that Andy Reid fella? You, you uh, think he'd right. be right <laughs> there. They'll be a, you know the the counter would be I don't know if he can recruit. And also defense. <laughs> you know, like, like if you're not a defensive guy, uh, Alabama looks a little suspect on you. Like prior to the Tua and Bryce Young era, prior to Mac Jones and actual quarterback play, remember this is a program where they're like, name your like what's your what's your prototypical quarterback? And they're like Jay Barker. You know, like some, what does he do? Hands the ball off, throws 14 times, <laughs> has four completions, right? Like the guys that they loved were like D'Amico Ryan. You know, that's like, like, who's a real football player? And they're like, uh, you know, a linebacker. That's usually the the name that would come up first.
3: I like that. And I like seeing Alabama not, th- you know, like to me, it, it felt like a, uh... I don't know. It felt almost sacrilegious seeing Alabama with an explosive offense. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I, I like it, seeing the erosion offense. Like that's that, that just feels correct to me. Yeah.
4: Like, like 09 bama yeah. right i want like a 340 ton defensive tackle in the <laughs> yeah. middle and a defense crushing the life out of everything in front of it and then behind it we're going to get 24 points 24 <laughs> points is all we need in any game in order to absolutely sit on someone and destroy them yeah. like that's it's either like 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 i need a running back and i need uh, a tight end who can catch outlet passes and we're good if you want that now you could go watch iowa right. iowa still Iowa still plays God's football. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that good old 13 10 ball right
4: there, baby. Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow
3: down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> six, nine six,
1: my bye Getting a little ahead of myself. Seven
3: three, seven three football. <laughs> yeah. Let's not get winded. <laughs> oh,
2: so, man. um,
1: um, I usually don't give a shit about the Heisman, right? I think that, yeah. you know, it's a superficial award. It's just the it's the award for the best quarterback on, like, a, not even the best quarterback, the quarterback having the best season on, like, a top 18, right? Like, that's what the award is. But I'm going to tell you, I'm locked in this year. I'm locked in on Penix, and it's for a very superficial reason. And like I said, it's a superficial award, so it kind of checks out. And mm-hmm. there was a moment when, you know, they were down late, um, you know, versus Oregon, and he was on the bench, and he was freestyling. And he was yeah. freestyling to, to Jalen McMillan, and Jalen McMillan said he was freestyling about how he was going to lead the comeback. I said, "Okay, Penix wins my Heisman here. That, that's that's <laughs> that's my vote. Like like, like anytime yeah. you anytime you bring freestyling into college football, I'm all in. Like like Malcolm Kelly, legend forever for that Oklahoma uh, of a Let me sit sideways. The greatest the college football yeah. anthem ever. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh you boys, they my brothers. they my friends. Um, I, but let's talk about that freestyle for a second, because I saw that and I was like, "Bro, everyone from Texas can freestyle." Like that was my biggest takeaway in that moment. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but but yeah, it's true. But, yeah, I'm on the Pennix bandwagon for that very really reason. Um, do you have a horse in the Heisman race? Do you give a shit,
4: or where are you at? I do. I have to be a little careful because I am a Heisman voter. Ooh, ooh! I, mean, I at least I have been like the, last the
1: sanctity seven, of the award in front of a Heisman
4: six voter. or seven <laughs> years, and they don't like you to talk about it. But if I was to talk about Outstanding players in the field of, of college football. Um, I think it is the year when we start to like, you know, I will advocate for this. I think that awards should be given um, to the players that have the greatest impact on their teams. And that's not always a quarterback. It really isn't. Quarterbacks can have an outsized presence, but it's not always the guy who touches the ball first sometimes it's a defender sometimes it's an offensive lineman sometimes it's you know a skill player I I think that there are a number of dudes who could qualify this year who are obvious like I think that Caleb Williams is playing himself out of it at this point through I think no real fault of his own like I I don't think he gets a lot of protection I don't think he's getting a, a great amount of guidance it just seems like that's not they're not playing in sync right now Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not an obvious running back who's sort of, I think, in the running for this. There are a number of receivers, right? Like we talk about Penix, Odunze, uh, Romeo Odunze, the the guy at Washington has been incredible. Luther Burden the third at Mizzou, he's not gonna get, I think, serious consideration for the big name awards, and he should, because have you watched him play? That dude plays on springs. He is he is not the like big prototypical college wide receiver where he's just gonna go up and try to Randy Moss somebody or, you know, bully someone off of coverage. Luther Burden can cut on a razor. He mm-hmm. is ridiculous. He just happens to play at Mizzou. So I don't think he gets quite the coverage that he should. Um he's he's my absolute favorite receiver to watch. Like it's between him and Xavier Leggett, who plays for South Carolina. South it, Xavier Leggett is just a uh, he's just a dad. Like, if you want to see a dad run around with a bunch of toddlers and truck people, <laughs> that's Xavier, uh, every time Xavier Leggett is out there, I'm like, who let that grown-ass man out here? <laughs> How big is that dude? Um, It doesn't like, I can, hold on, I'm going to look him up just so I can get him exactly, because he's just one of those guys who he's, runs big.
1: Is he one of those wide receivers that's like a cheeseburger away from being a tight end, like one of those prototypes?
4: Uh so Lacey like, so this listed him at 6'3 27. He runs like he's seven three four eighty. Like <laughs> he's but but like in terms of profile, he's just a he's just a dude. He's just a very scary person in the open field. Those are those are my two favorite guys not currently playing for Washington, who I really admire and go, yeah, th- this dude is absolutely incredible.
3: Can I, can I ask you, you're just I know you're you're obviously such a big college football fan. What was it like finding out you're getting a Heisman vote for you? Was that just like a like weird opening? It was weird,
4: Oh, profoundly weird. There's nothing weirder than figuring out that, that you know, they're like, okay, you want to be a Heisman voter. The reason I got a Heisman voter was because one of the other voters protested that she couldn't write about it or talk about it, which I get you know but somebody says do you want to do it you're going sure (laughs) (laughs) why why not now there are tons of heisman voters like i just absolutely tons it's a big pool big enough so that you know they break it down like elections they go well from this region we had you know this many votes for michael Penix, right (laughs) etc but um it was weird and it is still weird it's obviously like it's cool and it's something that like you know if you tell people they go oh okay that's 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 pretty neat buddy you know yeah, like yeah yeah it's it's a lot like doing tv if you do tv like um you know for a while i did a show on the sec network and like you wouldn't hear your friends wouldn't hear anything about it because they're not watching but you'd go to a car dealership and like you know uh, an older gentleman would come up to you and go hey do you want you on the sec network you know i'll watch that show and like, <laughs> that's that's who the audience for this right, right 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like my dad, my dad would be like, yeah, hey, watch the show, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: It. Oh, that's cool. I mean, we, we sort of have the same thing. We always joke about like, whatever people ask, you, whenever it comes up that you have a podcast, there's always I, like, I think all three of us have the desire to just like drop the fact that you're getting paid to do it and then run mm-hmm. as far away from the conversation as possible. Right. You know, it's like, it's not like one of those podcasts, but also I don't want to like, I don't yeah. want to answer any questions about Podcasting? Not one bit.
4: Yeah, you just want to be like, "What kind of a podcast do you have?" And you go, "I don't tell people, right?" I'm just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a podcast, you know." Like, of course you have a
1: podcast. That is like the only time my name drop. I'm like, "I'm on Colin Cowherd's network, bro." It's, I'm not recording in my mama's basement. I'm, it's it's not one of those podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or if I am, I am being paid to record. Right, 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 right,
2: right, right, right.
0: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on
3: the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If I can get into some media geek stuff with you, Tyler mentioned, and I didn't know that you were the, Tyler's first paid writing work. That's crazy. I knew, I, I remember reading his stuff on SB Nation, but SB Nation was such a special. Kind of like inflection point in what has happened with sports media it feels like to me like i feel like almost every sports writer that i enjoy or or really care about their writing went through there at some point i think most of them while you were you know running the ship what, what how how do you feel like looking back on that era like it's it, it was such a turning point it feels like including unfortunately with the and i've I got laid off from a local newspaper that was purchased by private equity so i'm familiar with that part of yeah. it as well but it feels like it was like very representative of the overall shift that happened in in the national sports media would you would you agree with that
4: um you know I, i'm always loath to make big generalizations about things that you're involved with right because i grew up watching a bunch of baby boomers pat themselves on the back for writing something that like a thousand people read yeah so you know like hey yeah man, we changed the world. <laughs> Fuck that. No you didn't. Right? Like 10,000 people enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's yeah, fine yeah. if 10,000 people enjoyed it. That's enough for me. And I think that's kind of the lesson I took from it which was which was if you're writing for an audience and that audience like supporting what you do, you should find a way to go ahead and just make shit for them. That's it, right? Don't 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 try to make something for nobody. Don't try to make something for a, a super wide audience, you know? I think that was one of the mistakes that that a lot of media companies made and that SB Nation made at times right among a thousand other mistakes you do look at you do look back on it now, I have a hard time looking back at things and feeling good about them mm. ever you know, like ever like I just look back and go well here's the 25 fucking things we did wrong right sure, sure um so I do look back and if I see Tyler or if I see um you know if I see somebody who worked there who went on to do cool things did I'm like Zeitz okay, cool, work there I'm glad too? Yeah, Z were good. Yeah, uh Charles McDonald's, Tyler Times, Zito's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zito's Zito's like homies, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of bunch of different people ended up like at least using SB Nation as a way station and or maybe staying a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. Like I I feel good about that. I don't feel great about a lot of it because I'm too critical of it, and I think with good reason for a lot of it, but um, I feel good about it being a point that was on somebody's like journey up towards doing what they they wanted to do.
1: For sure. So, so you know, speaking of journeys, like I remember reading your story on how you actually got into writing, and you were like, <laughs> you were like trying to get on with, like the FBI or the CIA, and you were like, CIA, you know, CIA. Yeah. yeah. And you were just like, I don't think this is happening. Let me write about college football. I might be
4: oversimplified it, but it was
1: a wild journey. No. Can, you, can you tell the story? <laughs> is that how it went?
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm an idiot. So, you know, like somebody would go, oh, man, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And you go, mm, yep, that's exactly how it was. <laughs> Sounds stupid. That's, yeah. Like, why not start a website? Because you're underemployed. But I couldn't, you know, I always enjoyed writing, but I never knew what to write about. And it turns out that I really enjoyed writing about college football, which is when somebody says, well, what do I write about? I'm like, don't write about your own life. Your own life's boring. Don't do not mm-hmm. do that. Don't don't write a comedy you age story unless you're one of like one of a hundred people your coming of age story is probably pretty dull so uh and i'm not going to be really interested in it write about something that you're interested in write about a third thing i always thought that's that's like don't write about yourself don't necessarily even be a profiler or write about another person write about the third thing write about like something got to remove you know because that's like whenever i write write about bigger things i always thought it was interesting to take the back door right you can't say i'm going to write about a big important thing just the big important thing people are like oh
2: i don't
4: <laughs> want to listen about the big important thing i don't want to learn but instead take the back door take a trap door right start with a small thing and then sort of build to the big thing so th- that's how i got into it and i still like that's the thing about the newsletter that i enjoy is that you can just go okay i'm going to write about this one small thing and maybe build to something bigger if i can
2: your, nice. your, your writing doesn't feel like i'm reading about sports though you know what I mean? Like, no. I mean, I mean, it, it does, but it also feels different. Like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I can. It comes from a particular curiosity that I guess most people don't come from. You know what I mean? Like, my favorite mm. sports writers. You know, when I read it, I don't feel like I'm reading about sports. It's not sports, sports, sports. It's like a particular like uh, beauty that comes with your writing. Like, you know, uh, like like, and, and for me, when you were talking about, you were interested in like. Like Formula One. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was like, of course he's interested in Formula One. I can tell in his writing that he's just so curious about so many things. You know what I mean? Like, where did that curiosity come from and where did your approach to writing come from?
4: Yeah, boredom. I get bored very easily. So, <laughs> boredom's really good for some people. I think it's good for me because it means I'm about to get interested in something or I'm going to find something to be interested mm-hmm. in. Um, you know, uh, like formula one, it, it combines so many of my favorite things, uh, speed, uh, <laughs> a little bit of danger, uh, international intrigue, uh, scams. There's a lot of scams in formula one, right? <laughs> like they're just a couple of years removed from having a totally fake company sponsor a team, rich energy, go look them up. They were an energy drink company that I think made like one can of energy <laughs> That's it. Alanis King. Uh, and, uh, oh, is it Elizabeth Blackstone, uh, Blackstone, she wrote, they co-wrote a book called rich energy, which you should check out is about, uh, this entire thing. So like, anytime you can do that, like, why wouldn't you be interested in that? Like, I am fascinated by anything where you go in and you go, these people are nuts, right? Like why, why is anyone doing this? And, and that to me is like a great starting point when you go, okay, it's, I'm sorry, it's uh, Elizabeth Blackstock and the mm-hmm. King. I want to get it right. Um, r- racing with rich energy. It is the, the wildest story and you should absolutely read I it, definitely but I love anything like that. Like I, even the NFL, like it's very easy for me to make fun of the NFL because the NFL is so corporate, but the NFL is run by lunatics, like, like owners right. themselves. Like if you just start with owners, um, <laughs> you just go like, like, I'm like, Jim or is an important figure yeah. in a, in the NFL. That's a wild starting point.
3: Yes. He's you know, an Jerry Jones person. is an important figure right. <laughs> right.
4: in the NFL. Right. Really? <laughs> really? That that dude is one of the paragons of the league's management and guidance. Yes. But
3: yeah, exa- right, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um,
1: you know, um I'm going back to what John said about how it doesn't feel like you're reading about sports like you know, I, I feel what he's saying because it's like you will take something that has nothing to do with mm-hmm. sports and then you, it all comes back in the end and it ties into sports. Right. Like one yeah. of my favorite pieces from you is, um, you know, that series you did on, on mascots. And one of my favorite pieces yeah. is, is Buffalo, where, you know, you were tying in how basically, you know, the American Buffalo is kind of a symbol of America's excess and gluttony and savagery Mm -hmm. during the expansion period during the manifest destiny or all that shit and the buffalo soldiers and how you tie that into jack trice who was um you know one of the first black college football players Mm -hmm. and got killed on the field for iowa state and iowa state named the stadium Mm -hmm. after him right and and it, it all comes together perfectly um so yeah, that's what I enjoy about your writing too. But meanwhile, while we've got you here, and you are one of the world's biggest buffalo advocates, uh, you <laughs> know we did, we did have a beast, break. <laughs> and I felt like I picked the bison as my one seat, and I felt like I got a lot of pushback on that. And I want one of the know. world's yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I want one of the world's know. biggest bison advocates here <laughs> mm-hmm. to 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 you know back me up on that if you don't mind.
4: Yeah, they don't know. That's the thing. People don't know shit. They, <laughs> they don't know. They've never run up on an animal in the wild, and then if they saw it, they would drastically revise their Mm -hmm. opinion. Now, buffalo win with numbers, right? Like that's the thing. Like one bison, mm -mm, that's a lot. It's a lot. Like they're just made of muscle. If you come up close to them, two's an issue. Three, avoid. Like just don't. Right? If there's three of them, they can't keep fences. Like I don't know if you know this, they can jump. Like they can jump. Like they can clear an eight foot fence. So, or they could just run through it that's also happened um you can attack them with lightning right which happens to herds still not gonna hurt the herd I'm just gonna take a couple of them sometimes they even survive there's a a bison right now I think in Wyoming that got struck by lightning that's got a pattern where the lightning hit it but it lived like it a marble lived. cake bison it it. right exactly it is a delicious delicious bison. that's um, what I was thinking Long that Bay. sounds delicious <laughs> right nice and marbled um, just, already yeah like they're just unless you have an organized campaign uh using firearms like we had in the 19th century it's real hard to kill them right so like and people like what were other animals that people push back on though like, no that's not that tough like i know george foster i love george george is like yeah i could i could take a, a gorilla no big Foster. no you no you could not i know that you're an nfl veteran i know that you're big <laughs> as hell and you're super strong and fast okay on a level that most humans can't comprehend You ever been near a gorilla? Like, even in the zoo?
2: No. Isn't he an old lineman, though?
4: He's a tackle. Yeah. Right?
2: He's he's a tackle. So I'm not saying it wouldn't be a contest. They're different. You feel me? They are different. I mean, it it wouldn't be a contest. But I understand that coming from that man. You know what I mean? It makes more sense. He can do it. How's this? I wouldn't put money on it, and I
4: think George is the most capable person of engaging in this combat. There we go. Right?
2: Right, right. And I
4: still wouldn't put money on it, Right. Because they're just that strong. If you've ever, like, I, have you ever been near a bear in the wild or a moose? I've been near both of those. I've been near a black
3: bear,
2: not a brown bear. Okay. I
3: have actually been near a herd of bison in the wild, Spencer. Are you aware that there's a herd of 150 bison on Catalina Island off the coast of Long Beach? Because in the 20s, someone brought like five of them there and it got up to like 600. And Mm -hmm. the herd grows and shrinks as it wants because they can't kill they can't do anything anything.
4: yeah there's there's like that's one of like i think they have free range or catalina there's one in alaska that's a free range it's it's um it's a they're cut in by they're, they're hemmed in by two rivers right basically so they just range between them and you can get a there's a book um by kinsella about american buffalo which is a great book but it's about hunting one because you can get a license to hunt them and they're it's like, it's it's harder to get into than Harvard. And, you know, it's like this this <laughs> ticket that you win, and he got one. And it's about going and getting one. Mm. But anyway, like, yeah, you don't want any part of them, and you don't want any part of wild animals generally. Like, yeah. I've been near. I was with my kids in Colorado, and moose are quiet. I don't know if you know, moose are like stealthy. So we're in the woods, and we're walking to this marsh, which is where moose like to hang out. And I thought, well, shit, I'm not going to be able to see it. And I'm just going to walk right up on it it'll be too late and right when i thought that six feet from us is this like big bull moose grazing so you just kind of back up because you didn't even hear or see them and they're and extremely aggressive up. right yeah they'll kick your ass yeah they will <laughs> 100 taller
1: moose because they look like they're like seven feet tall when i see them on in video. yeah
4: they're ridiculously tall if you're driving through the woods in like new england and you just see like four sticks duck because you're about to hit one <laughs> and it's going to absolutely destroy your car because <laughs> the carcass, because the whole torso is just going to come down right on your windshield so yeah they're massive and they're quiet they're so stealthy if you're hunting one they do have a habit of just disappearing like you just don't know where they went which is seems Aren't improbable they with the that
2: pounds here. and they're just disappearing mm-hmm. 1500 are disappearing
4: yeah just messing because they hang out like they do not hang out and they open a whole lot they hang out in like dense woods and yeah. lakes if you see them get out of a lake this one you realize how big they are because you'll see one on a lake and you go oh man that's cool I'm in a canoe I'm good and then you see the it get out and the water broaches around them like the water yeah. swells it looks like like it looks like a ship oh. right just pushing like yeah. pushing like five inches of water out ahead of them it's nuts
1: yeah, like like that one clip of that moose just effortlessly running through like three feet of snow. I was like, "What? The- That's nightmare fuel, bro." I will never yeah, yeah, yeah. that shit. That
4: that was my big takeaway from y'all's wild animal bracket was people don't know shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I got this. I'm like, no, no, you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I, that, was you a that was our you have a personal bracket with the beast too. bracket?
1: Like, like, do you have an an animal that you felt got the raw deal? Because I think I'm uh, on the side of 25 Wolverines. I think they probably got the raw deal, bro.
4: Yeah, well, the problem with Wolverines is teamwork. You know, that's kind of a, it's what I call tigers. It's a single serving animal. They're not super social. You know, although Mm -hmm. Wolverines have a, this is where I animal geek out. Wolverines have a cool thing where, you know, normally in the animal kingdom, dads, dads don't stick around. Dads don't, there's no custody agreement. There's nothing that, dad's jet. Wolverines will sometimes meet their kids. Like the male Wolverines will like hunt with them later. Like, "Ah, come along with dad and we'll hunt a, we'll hunt some rabbits and they'll do that, which I thought was like. That along with bears enjoying scenic spots. There's no reason bears should enjoy scenic spots, but apparently, sometimes brown bears and grizzly bears will just post up on like top of a hill. Like, oh, they go well. Surely they're hunting, and the biologist like. Mm-hmm. No, they like watch yeah,
3: sunsets, yeah, no, like, bear- Don't they? They'll like go. They'll yeah, post up will- and just sit there. <laughs> bears, <laughs> bears will just
4: bears will like a retiree just post up on a hill. Like <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely day. Like sucking <laughs> that shit in. That's a life for me. All right, Spencer, yeah. thank you so much for hopping on with us, man. Again, uh, EDSBS on Twitter. Yes, yes we yeah, got but... we got it. Channel 6 newsletter, uh, obviously the full cast as well. Thanks so much, and uh, we appreciate you hopping on.
2: Appreciate you, my boy. Appreciate you, G.
3: When you drive a vehicle
0: so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do